right. All right, cool. So welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Africans Talk Football TV, episode four here on season three. How's everybody doing tonight? Fantastic. Cool, man. Good. It's uh it's uh it's been a little bit since I've seen y'all. It's it was honestly a crazy week three in the Prem. Um starting off Friday. We had games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then uh we, we saw some some goals this weekend. We saw a lot of goals this weekend, which has been it's been good to see, especially from the Chelsea side, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But what I do want to say is these Sunday primetime 11.30 a.m. games, at least on the Eastern Standard Time, I guess mm-hmm. like over there in, in England is like, like 4.30 or 5.30. But these Sunday primetime games, man, since week one, they've all been crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just to, just, just to start it off, this Liverpool match, man, another marquee match. We saw Liverpool, who finished in fifth place um last season versus newcastle who finished in fourth place last season at newcastle it was at um st james at st james park james Mm -hmm. it's always tough to play there newcastle has always been like a tough historic side to play but especially Mm -hmm. these last two two years or so since they've gotten new management so they got new ownership i should say new management as well with eddie house been there for a little bit and then with these new signings, with these new players, with this new rejuvenation of Newcastle, their fans have really, really, really been into it. Like, I mean, they've always had solid fans, but these last couple of years, like they know they have the side to compete with these top level teams now. And so it's it's just another atmosphere that is always fun to play at. And it's always going to be tough for opponents going in there. And it's even worse when, you know, you're right back at the yellow card five minutes into the match and then, your your captain, your center back gets a red card half you know half an hour into the match, and you have to pay man down for you know sixty plus minutes. <laughs> and somehow, man, in Liverpool fashion, they got the dub, bro. It it's crazy. It kind of reminded me of like two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, to you know Liverpool, where they would somehow seemingly just win every match in the 90th minute or the 88th minute, they'd somehow get a winner, whether it be Mane, Firmino, Salah at the time. It's, I mean, down a man playing. And honestly, they played better to me down a man once they settled into the match that second half mm-hmm. than they played with 10. I, I know it could. it's weird saying that, but, I mean, watching that match, it seemed like, once Gordon scored that goal off the mess up by Trent, they kind of had a whole bunch of confidence. And then the red card happens. They kind of seem like they're in control. And to me, they just took their foot off the gas. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like they didn't, they didn't attack as much as they had been attacking those first 15, 20 minutes. Cause when the game started and Trent gets that yellow card, it was straight attack. It was everything's going down that left side. We're going to attack Trent. We're going to go at him. We're going to put him one V one with, uh, with Gordon. And I mean, second half was a. T- I mean that that match. I think I texted in the group chat. It was just a tale of two halves. First half, yeah. see, my Liverpool was in turmoil, couldn't do nothing right. I don't know what Klopp said to them, but he made a few changes. He brought in Joe Gomez after the red card, and it seemed to settle things a little bit. And then they just took off in that in that second half. Um, Liverpool looks like they're back. Shout out Darwin Nunes, man. Somebody who mm-hmm. couldn't get any tick. You know, he hasn't started the last two matches. He even came on as a sub this match. But 
Game you know, big players make big plays, and this 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 was like a massive, massive, massive game for the lad. Like, shout out to him. Yeah, he, I think he showed what he can do. I mean, it two goals, two very, very clinical goals, essentially the same finish for both of them on the right mm-hmm. side of the box, and then just strikes it, hits the left side of the box, the far post side netting. Like top class finishes, man. I, it was cool to see because after he scored that first one, I'm like, yo, that's a great, that's a striker's goal. Like, that's mm-hmm. a real, real finish. And then for him to get that second one off another blunder that Newcastle just had messing around in the midfield, then Salada play a perfect ball that broke two lines. Nunez gets it, first time finish. It's it's amazing, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, where, where were you guys' takes from the games? Is this does this Liverpool team scare you? I know it's mad early. We're only three weeks in, but seeing how they completed this game, you know, total smash and grab. Does this Liverpool no. team kind of scare you? No. I would no, say, no. In a, yeah. Cut on white, Gabriel. Yeah, go ahead. Like, I don't, I don't think this team is back, bro. Like, not, not fully. No, I think they've gotten better. Yes, but they still have big deficiencies in their team. Like, I'm not saying like, we don't have our – every team doesn't have their own deficiencies, but I still think there are big deficiencies in their midfield. Um, I think they still have a defensive problem. Um, Trap. And they need they need help, yeah. Like, they need help, and they have it's no outlets for – like, it's – it's. I mean, the, yes, they won yesterday. Uh, they, they won on Sunday. Yeah, they won on Sunday, which is great. Um, and it was a straight smashing grab. They they were able to tactically change, and Trent had a much better second half, and all of those things. But and they did against a good opponent. Like I, it's a great win. But for me, it's like no, this team does not scare me. I'm sorry, it, this is not a team who I look at and I'm just like, oh, like yes, it's going to be a tough match. They're still Liverpool. They still have great players on their team, but it's not a team that I'm like. Hmm. I still see big deficiencies in this team. I still think that. They are, are, yes, they're a better side, but they're not like, oh, it's not the Liverpool of the past. Like, oh, they can just get at you. Like, nah. They, nah, I don't feel that way. Yeah, I just I feel like they're, go ahead, Solo. I'll say, I don't think they've gotten back to those, uh, yeah, those prime Klopp years by any means. Um, I do think, though, like, uh, to your point uh, about how, like, the stadium and Newcastle and how, how it's set up. You know, KDB in his like this little video he did or something, he said straight up Newcastle's uh, stadium is the hardest that he's ever played in and put Anfield after that. And I was like, hold up, that's interesting. And I saw a game, um, you know, just highlights. And yeah, that's a toxic environment to be in. And so that getting that dub back, it was funny because uh, when I kept thinking to myself, there's only one team that I think could actually come back from this. And it is Liverpool because they just have done this in the past. Sometimes he's like, just I don't even know, like miracles in some ways. And I was just like, well, how did this happen? And yeah, Darwin Nunez, he's he's always been a second season striker. Like he it took him a year. The thing is really difficult. But if you saw him in Benfica, his first year, garbage. Didn't do nothing. Second year, 27 goals. Third year, 30. I'm like. Whoa, and that's why they got him. And so if he rediscovers that form, I don't think they're gonna be dangerous in the league, but they'll be dangerous in a cup in a cup bat like uh 
situation because it's all my six games going against that type of team. Yeah, you, you're. It's not gonna be easy by any means. So I'm I'm seeing them Loki's getting like a Carabao Cup maybe this year, some some like that or FA Cup at at most. But yeah, the league is gonna be up and down for a little while, I think. Yeah, I just think that to both of you guys' point, I think. They're not going to be competitive in the league for me because defensively, I just think that there's too many mistakes in that team. I mean, let's be real. Nice. How many, like, and I understand it's because he offers so much offensively, but how many trip mistakes have we seen? You know, uh, on like in terms of, and again, I used to be a defender. I get it. I haven't played at the level he's played at, obviously, but I anticipate as a defender, you're going to get beat. I get that. Like, you're going to make mistakes. It happens in a game. But I can just, off the top of my head, just think of so many moments. The Real, the, the, the Real Madrid final, Champions League, caught napping at the biggest stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just – and, I, you know, I guess Liverpool's will be like – fans will tell me, hey, he offers so much offensively, so I guess we'll take it. But I just – to your guys' point, I don't think that they'll be competitive because they leak too many goals. And, I mean – yeah. Just... They, when they weren't able to get Caicedo or Lavia, that was low key. When I was like, okay, y'all not having a proper CDM ready to occupy that role. Endo was a last minute wingsive option, you know. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm just like, we'll see how it pans out. But that was clearly not their option. That that was clearly not their second. Or I feel like it's hard to, to to get drawn to Liverpool too. Like Liverpool is is out the way. <laughs> you know, like Liverpool yeah. as just as a as a city is just hey, out well, the way. So I, I feel like it's mm. a it's a hard draw to to even. And they won't they won't spend either. So it's there. like, what do you what do you yeah. have to offer? Yeah. Yeah. Culture pride, but that's it. What do you guys think about uh, the red card? Virgin. It was a red. It was, it was a red. A, I'm not gonna lie. I don't understand what he was arguing about. I, DVD is <laughs> passive. I'm like, yo, yeah, this is this is it. I'm like, if I'm Klopp, I'm finding a, a replacement. In no, I'm not gonna say weeks. he's past it. He's not. He's not past it. Come on. I think. I think. No, you, I, think, I, think, I, think I think if you if you paired him up with someone like Tamori, <laughs> I think that it'd be great. You know, like yeah. I, I just someone quick though. But if you got someone who's inconsistent, like who is it? Konate back there. He was hurt. He ain't played. No, game. this it was, was massive. If it was Konate, that would have been Matzip, perfect. Matzip, much would It's two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Matzip can't be playing in the Premier League. I'm sorry. The thing. Yeah. I mean, he he's only playing though because Konate is hurt. But I, I see yeah, your but point. Like they need somebody else. They they need. But not like, that. Yeah, it it should have no, been no, Joe no, Gomez. No. I mean, like, and I said this in a group chat. <sighs> Joe Gomez he started warming on, up. Man. Joe Gomez started warming up 15 minutes into the match because Trent was getting yeah. cooked. Like Trent yeah. was sitting on a yellow card and he was getting cooked. So yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, but he like Joe Gomez. The reason he went in right when VVD got hurt is because he was already starting to do his warm up rounds on the side. And I truly believe if that match would have been nil nil with both eleven v eleven going into halftime, Trent wouldn't have seen the second half. And so yeah. that's just what that is. But to to your point, defensively there are holes. To Gabriel's point, to what you guys are saying, like yeah. If you know Virgil had to go off the pitch and they put on Joe Gomez, who you know he he's been there for the last three four years now, we just haven't seen his peak. We kind of know he's still a defensive liability, so it's it still is an issue for Liverpool, very much so. 
And the thing, but the thing about Joe Gomez too, he's consistent. But when it's a big, when he his mistakes are are massive. There's some of like the worst mistakes that have lost lost them trophies and stuff. Yeah, so you he's can't like, have like on your back line. Like, what are you doing? You, what are you doing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I still I, just to go back to to Mike's original question though that that is a straight red. I'm sorry. Straight if, it is. If Virg, it is. if if we look at it like one, you can't go through the player to get the ball. He went through the through Isak's right leg to get to the ball. Mm-hmm. If like he does not stop Isak from getting that ball, Isak is through. Like I'm sorry, Virgil's not touching the ball. That's you literally goal. have to foul him to get it. He's in on goal. So at first glance, I was like, there's no way that's a pen. Like, nah, 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 nah. He he wasn't off. But then after seeing the replays, I'm like, no, that's a I don't see a great on field uh call by the ref. Like, nah, he was yeah. definitely he was definitely gone in on goal. Speaking that's of that's a red. Like it, for I me with VVD, he with Virgil, like the reason why I say he's pat he's not okay, so, to be fair, he's not past it, past it. He's not like go to somewhere else. But uh it's just you have companies here, and I was just like, oh, I like you start seeing it's like, okay, I get it. Like it's just this game is going past you, and you still got a lot to offer, but you're not unlike Tiago Silva, who can for whatever reason is just able to continue at this age. Like Virgil is barely, barely, right. <laughs> yeah, barely. But he's oh yeah, yeah. Tiago Silva is is, is an idea. Anyway, I had, a question. I, had a, I had a question for all of you guys, though. You take away Erling Holland, is Isak the best striker in the league? Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. Right I don't now. think it's no, it's, no, no Ivan Tony. No, he's, no. he's not playing right now. Well, yeah, throw, so yeah. throw Ivan Tony in there. Oh, it's Ivan. Yeah, it's Isak right. is definitely the best striker. I think he's other than striker, other than uh, Holland. You know. I, the reason I said about uh, Ivan Tony is just because, man, that that boy can shoot. Like, he's consistent. Yeah. That was like 25 oh. goals last season or something. No, what about Julius uh, oh, and man. Gabriel? Who's the – I I don't know about that. I Isak. might take Tony over Isak. I'm, I'm, taking, Tony. Yeah. I'm taking Tony I'm over talk, I'm thinking personally, I'm thinking personally of what Isak. my team needs. I per, I'm thinking about personally what my team needs. I think I'm taking, mm-hmm. I think I'm taking Tony. Okay. Isak is more Tony. of a creative striker where – Tony is a more of a pure striker. Yeah. Okay, so just the better player. You guys are going Cornelius and Gabriel. I would say Isak is a better player. I would I'm yeah, I would say overall, like Isak is a better player, but I think I think I think at the end of the day, Isak is giving you more assists than goals. Or more more assists than than uh than Tony would, but Tony's giving you more goals. Like he Tony would end a season with you know. I, like and for me, I think if you need like what Chelsea needs is a goal scorer right now. So if you're looking at what I would pick for my team, if I was looking at the two, I would pick an mm-hmm. Ivan Tony type because we needed mm-hmm. someone who is just a pure goal scorer. We have a lot of creative players that can, you know, link up and do that around the box, but we don't have. I mean, we're starting to see you know spurts here and there, but not a pure goal scorer where I think Tony yeah. would fit in. Yeah. Definitely pulling that for sure. Yeah, I would say we yeah, too. It's, it's pace, man. His pace is crazy, but that's a uh, yeah. That's another story. But yeah, man. I think it was a red card. I think it was. I, I think that that L is on Eddie House. Um, 
I mean, you go into to halftime up a goal, and, and you just didn't see any change in the second half. So I honestly think that's a big win for Liverpool. Obviously, there's no Virgil for what? what what's a straight red? You're out four games? Just, he's just one. They switched it from three to one, so he's only out for one match. Oh, three? Okay, so he's out one more match. So I'm not sure who no, they're playing he's next. Only, yeah, he's only out for one. Yeah, so. so he only misses the match that he next got kicked week. out of? They, or they, they, switched it, they switched it. They switched it from a three-match ban to a one-match ban. Yeah, so he just so misses only out for next match. Next yeah. week, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. Oh, they're playing Villa. Are oh, they playing Aston Villa? That's hey, Villa's gonna get at him, man. That's it's gonna be tricky. Ali Watkins, you know, Ali Watkins beginning off against Liverpool. Ali, Ali Watkins, so, Diaby, and and yeah. Leon Bailey, they about to get yeah. active. Oh, they yeah, about to that's, get that's about so tricky, to be serious. Yeah. Hey, Aston Villa has had some players low key though, man. You keep Coutinho there? Too. Yeah. They got a nice, nice little squad. Who else did you say? Into it or... uh, you Leon Bailey. Uh, Leon Bailey, Diaby. I, I, I didn't see him. It's Unai, time. right? Unai is the coach there, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, they have Telemans coming off the bench. There we go. <laughs> yeah. You talk about a, yeah. a fall from grace. Yeah. Um, one but more yeah, thing man. about uh, Newcastle, uh, to your point, is that this is this game is what made me let me realize okay not a title contender but still dangerous because you can't lose this type of game bro like it as as much as liverpool is, oh, is great for getting that you can't lose now nah, it, it can but it just shows that this is a team i just don't so i just don't see that early. how do you concede the same goal twice the same way exact no, same exactly way. exactly i'm looking at dan burn and who is it? Fabian. Uh, it was Bogman. Sven Bogman. Sven Sven Bogman. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Which Sven Bogman last year I felt like was really good. Solid, yeah. And to be honest, yeah. until until that first goal, he was having a great game. <laughs> like until that little back heel assist. You know who I needs mean, to get out of that team is Dan Byrne. That guy, he mm-hmm. is. Uh, he is. Wow. <laughs> I. He he man. Six four left back in the Premier League. Man. Ridiculous. Yeah. You see, no Botman got injured before the goal. It wasn't yeah. Botman. It, it was uh No Botman was running for the stone. first goal. It, oh yeah, well he was but he was out before the second goal. Target yeah. came in. Oh I remember he like Botman did something with his knee, he couldn't even walk off. Oh damn. Yeah. 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 I see that. Well shit, let's get in our teams, man. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> fortunately we had no L's this week, but there was a team that didn't manage to get the three points. We saw Arsenal play this weekend against um, Fulham on Saturday and ended up being a 2-2 draw. Um, a lot of highlights, a lot of things I know Gabriel probably want to talk about because, you know, a draw is not a win. So I'll just let him get into it. Where uh, your overall takes from the match kind of just describe, you know, from minute one when you get scored on to, you know, minute 80, whatever, 88 minute where they tie it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of um, just take, yeah, go through the roller coaster of that I match just, for us. I just think the whole the whole match was disappointing, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, first half, we just looked completely off it. Everyone, too. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen Saka make so many mistakes in a half. It's, it was actually, I mean, I think from the first minute, just that mistake 
kind of led into more mistakes from the team. I feel like everyone was just discombobulated for the entire first half, and I think we needed to regroup. Um, I think it was good we didn't go down 2-0. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, thank God we didn't go down 2-0, uh, and it was just 1-0. Um, but, yeah, no, I just think second half is when, we, you know, we kind of settled down. We started playing better, got at them. Fortunate enough to score two goals, um, get a red where – where I think we should have really finished the game off. Like, I feel like we should have got another goal. Um, we had plenty of chances, plenty of opportunity. Um, and I think in a crucial moment, we just fell asleep um, and got scored on. And it's disappointing because <clears throat> I think we did everything we needed to do to grab the three points um, before, of course, they scored that goal. I feel like we were taking care of business and there's no reason a, a team like us should be dropping points from a, a you know, just a, a position like that. I don't feel like we should be dropping points. Um, like, I, I go to other teams and I look at United. Like, both us and United got scored in, like, the first two minutes of our matches. Um, Damn it. United came back. Yeah. I, United came back 1-3-2. I watched City go up 1-0. They get scored on draw. It's 1-1, 87th minute, 80, 80-something minute. They come back. Roger scores a banger 2-1. No, they win. Um, I look at us and I see us, okay, great, great. We rally 2-1. We get the red card even better. Now we're up a man and we give away a, a, a silly, a silly corner, honestly. Um, and then we get scored on, get punished for it. And it's like, you guys, this is when we turn off like a set piece when we're up a man. Um, I think it's just disappointing. And these are, these are points that we need. Like these aren't just like the reason that we're in the position we got to the last year was because we won games extremely early in the season. We went on a roll, got on a roll early. You know what I mean? Um, and these are crucial points. Yes, I know, understand it's still early in the season, but these are crucial, crucial points towards a title rush, a race. So, yeah, um, it sucks to not get the dub. I'm glad we at least got a point. You know, we didn't get out mm-hmm. with nothing, but it, it feels like a loss to me. Um, I know everybody's going to talk about Kai Havertz. Uh, yeah, just I don't know what else to say. I we we the formation that we play is when we don't have Zinchenko, um, it relies a lot on his position overlapping, you know, making runs in behind, helping Martinelli out because he really doesn't have a left back to work with. You know, Saka usually has Ben White or someone to overlap with or someone to combine with. He doesn't really have that, so it's on Kai Havertz to pretty much do that. Um, and he did it for 60 minutes. And, I mean, we talked about it in the group chat, but there was that one moment where so many times Jaco would pick up the position in the same position that, you know, Kai Havertz was in to just turn and run at, a, a def- at the defense. And the guy just didn't even look over his shoulder, just passed it back. And he's, I'm sitting at home like I'm, I'm mad. And I heard the whole crowd, you know, just in a sense, just show their sense of frustration. He got taken off a couple of minutes later. And it's – um. I think it's just a confidence thing for him um, because as soon as Fabio Vieira came on, magic started to happen. Overlapping runs started to happen. He started to find the gaps turn. He wants to get forward. He wants to do this. He wants to do that. And I just feel like Kai Havers had no sense of urgency. And I don't know. The body language just looks extremely poor to me. Um, and like I said, there's no risk. He doesn't, he's not, he's, he's playing his brand of football. Um, he doesn't look confident. And, I'm not saying that I'm not like giving up on him because obviously we put an investment in this. So, you know, he has to 
for me, he just needs to to learn, I guess, and just get his confidence back. For me, it's really it's really all it is. And if it takes you going to the bench and seeing someone else thriving your role to to light a fighter under you, then great. You know, like that's what it's gonna take. Um, but you know, this is also a player that we still need to give time to settle in. Like I know, um, Yasser sent me a, a video actually, and it was of, of Odegaard when he first got on his loan spell, and it was a time where he picked up the ball. Didn't even look forward and just played it back, you know. And I, how many times did I say, oh, I don't know about this Odegaard guy, you know. And now he's the captain. Now he's performing on the level he's performing. So I don't want to just three matches in a preseason and be like, oh, no, I'll just throw this guy to the wolves. And like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I, I've, just, I've seen how those things work out. I'm just going to really trust in my manager and hope that this player can somewhat find some type of confidence in form. But what I don't want to see is this player just starting every match and he's this is the performances I'm getting because clearly Fabio Vieira did more with 20 minutes than I've seen Kai Havers do in three full matches and mm-hmm. however long he played. So if he can go do that in 20 minutes um, and Kai Havers hasn't done anything close to that in three matches, then, I, yeah, I don't think he needs to be starting. If that's the production I'm going to get from you, like, no, nah, we have someone else who's going to do better. So... I don't think he should be given up on, but if you if it takes you going to the bench and learning a little bit, that's fine. Like go to the bench, learn, get get used to this role, learn from someone who's been here for a little bit, and when you're when you're ready and you start doing those things, okay, then we can start to see you back in the lineup. Um, but outside of that, I mean, just we just shot ourselves in the foot. Um, we shouldn't have given up the first goal. Honestly, I don't think we shouldn't have given up the second goal, and it's just defensive mistakes. And I feel like. There's a lot of experiments going on with our team, a lot of things that we're trying, and there's going to be growing pains with trying new things. Um, but we're slowly getting our, all of our players back, and um, I just feel like the the level needs to – we need to kick it up a notch. Like, the level is not there. It hasn't been there since the beginning of the season. I said that we look slow. We still look like kind of hungover from last season, and I think we need to kind of get over that hangover. So, yeah, it's it's disappointing, but – we have no time to soak. We have a big match coming up on Sunday. So, and it's another one at home, another time to prove it yourself in front of the home fans and know this is a big mm-hmm. match. You know, we've had a lot of big matches these first couple of weeks. I'm being completely honest, you know, kind of every week there's kind of been a marquee match. And uh, once again, we're one of those marquee matches. So, you know, it's just another time to, to get after it. But yeah, disappointing. Just uh, completely disappointed with, um, with our performance. Thank you to Arteta for the substitutions because obviously they put us in a much, much better position and gave us the advantage. Um, and I think he did make great substitutions, but overall just disappointed. Yeah. I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Sorry about that. What does uh, an effective Kai Havertz look like to you? I don't know. Look at Fabio Vieira's 20 minutes. Literally, yeah. just look at Fabio Vieira's 20 minutes. I, I never saw no one no one overlapped Martinelli not Kiwara not Kai nor Kai Havertz no one overlapped uh, Martinelli until Fabio Vieira came on the pitch no one there was no activity going on on that left side outside of Martinelli if you look at him he had no help the first sixty minutes of the match it's just him by himself going at players you know getting doubled down then passing it back out Kai Havertz you know playing back and then us cycling us over to the other side with uh, Saka on that side so. For me, it's it's one. It's find those pockets of space, which I think Kai Haber, he does a good job of. He does a great job of positioning himself and finding a pocket of space to receive the ball and turn. But now it's up to your confidence. It's up to you to now take the ball and turn and look over your shoulder and try to make something happen. When I see Kai Havertz, it, he doesn't 
look to get forward. He doesn't look to, you know, take risk. Everything is extremely safe, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to mess up. And I think he's just mm-hmm. thinking too much about the game. Fabio Vieira went out there and just, I don't care. I'm just going to clip this ball in, clip this ball, and just make this run and be active. And when I pick up the ball, I'm just going to look to attack, 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 and have a killer mentality. That's what got us the PK, and that's what got us another goal. You know what I mean? So that's what I need to see from Kai Havertz. The exact what Fabio Vieira did is what I've been looking for for Kai Havertz for three matches now. I think it's pretty simple and clear. You, you, I would if I was Arteta, I'm just look at Fabio Vieira's movement. The, the the twenty minutes he came on, just look at him. If you can do that and take risk, you have your spot back. <laughs> Literally, it's, it's it's really that simple to me. I mean, it's, it's yeah. easier said than done, but he did it in 20 minutes. I've given you three starts. I've He had 20 minutes impact. Yeah. He changed the entire match. The entire match he changed. Mm-hmm. Within 20 minutes, you've had three matches. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what an effective left center mid, left attacking mid looks like. That's, he was very effective when he came in. That's that's what you need to do. So, so you said it yourself. You don't you you don't want one last question. My bad. You don't want to see him play every game and not being effective. Would you like to see him start the next game? Um, I hope he does. Yeah. Absolutely I not. I, I personally, I personally, am not sure if he'll start the next game just because one our form, our formation is going to change now that we have Zinchenko back. And now Partey doesn't have to be a right back anymore. So mm-hmm. personally, I think I don't know if this experiment's gonna change, especially with the experiment's gonna continue with Gabriel not starting, Ben Wright, Ben White in the middle. Why is he not starting? Ball. I was gonna ask you that. Why is he not starting? That's another one I don't know. I really don't I think We're it's not- it's the change in system. I think that because we didn't have Zinchenko, because we didn't have you know a, a fully fit Zinchenko, we lost Timber early. You know he he's going back to this Partey in a Zinchenko type role, um, and the the weird thing I I don't understand is when Partey's in the match he's not treated with the same respect as Zinchenko. Like we, we when Zinchenko's on the pitch it's like a clear three back. You know it's a clear okay Gabriel's in the middle, Kiwar's on the left, or you know whoever's on that side is on that side, and then Ben White's there. It's a clear three. When we're with Partey it's still like a skewed. Like Oz, Kiwar still on the left side. It's not like a clear three back, and I I don't know why Get him he played completely differently when Partey's in the right back um, position. And he's supposed to be doing the same exact thing. I think it's the same role, but it just doesn't look the same. It doesn't work the same. Um, and I think you know Zinchenko will start against against uh, you know Man United, and I think our team will look different. And I don't know who's gonna. I don't know if. If Partey will even start in the middle, you know, he might start Fabio Vieira and ride the hot hand. I really have no idea. Um, We could, you know, just do a a double pivot of uh, Rice Mm -hmm. and Partey and have Odegaard there and have him run the show as a 10. So we have a couple of things we can play with. um, Or a couple of players and a couple of lineups that we can play with. I really have no idea what he's going to do. I I doubt that he starts Kai Havertz, though, because – like I said, he, 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 he uh, there's nothing that he did that was so bad. Like this is bad, but this match there were some very noticeable things. Like nah, you're not doing what we need you to do, um, and we have players that will. So yeah, I don't see Kai Havertz starting this next match. I don't know if it'll be Fabio Vieira or it'll be Partey, but I think it'll be one of those two who start with 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 Declan Rice for sure. 
I think um, I'm interested in like if what Eddie and uh, and Ketcha's like role is gonna be look like in the rest That's of the another season because I feel like he he clearly is hungry. He's ready to go. He's I like he's, him. He's, been he's good. fun to watch. He plays what like I don't know. There's a there's that oh. one's confused me. Like why he hasn't been more like him and Jesus like mixing them uh, around. He'll, he'll find something. Yeah, that was a, that was a weird one to me too. Like he didn't start this match when he started Trissard. Like I I didn't yeah. understand it. I was like. This guy, what the past, what 17, 18 matches at the Emirates, he scored, you know, mm-hmm. all the time he's scoring for us. So it's for me, it was just like, I don't understand. And again, he scored for us this past match. So I'm just like, I don't understand why his he's. Off. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I don't understand why you start Trussard when this guy is already balling for us. You know, he's already opened the account, you know, and did yeah. it again. So for me, it's. I'm hoping he's like resting ready. Yeah, like if Jesus isn't ready, I don't know why Trissard is starting in that nine position in that role. Like I would rather just have Eddie start. That I know that I know that guy's gonna work hard. I would say that <laughs> I would say that he's he's gotten a lot better in yeah. in terms I he's gotten a lot better as a player over the past two years for sure since I've seen him. And to this point now, like his game has improved and he's one of those nines who's just always around goal, tap and finish, you know, finish here, finish there gets him behind and creates chances for himself. And, yes, he does miss a lot of chances, but I'd rather my striker be in position to even score those chances than not. You know what I mean? So, you, you know, a striker that I shoots, think, at I think least. we should start Eddie. Yeah, I think we mm-hmm. – and he's he always he always looking hungry for a goal, wants to shoot, wants to score. Um, One thing so, about Eddie, if he know, walk, if he gets in that box, he shoots every set, every 100%. Every time. You know he shoots. He's every selfish. Time. I need my striker to be selfish. Yeah. So, you know yeah. – I think Eddie should start. Um, and, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know what's going on with this Gabriel situation, if I'm being honest. Um, Arteta said he, Gabriel knows what I need from him. But, like, he's give, he's a, he was a whole big, a big part of the reason that we even made this title race last year. You know what I mean? Gabriel's been an integral part of this, of this team. And I understand that we just lost Timber, and I know you want Ben White to be a center back. I know he said that multiple times. But, listen – the plan changes when we have injuries. That's just how the game goes. And this is another another situation where it's like, listen, I understand you wanted to have Ben White back in the middle, but nah, he needs to go back out to right back. We need to put Gabriel in here because we just more work better like that. And when Zinni comes back, Zinni will be in that position and we'll be good. But this this uh this Gabriel thing is is not settling for me. It's not settling for the team, I don't feel like. And I, yeah. I think it's affecting the team. So I think yeah, I feel like I need, Arteta's I overmanaging. I feel like Arteta's overmanaging some that. of these games. I think there are times where it's just like, you know, I get the point of experimenting because it reminds me of Pep. Pep does, especially in like uh earlier on, there would be times where I'm like, I really don't know what our starting eleven's gonna be. And it's so I'm I understand it's for rotation and make sure players are okay and everything. But there's a point where it's like you know who your most effective people are in these roles. Play it. <laughs> play them yeah. and then find the I think I, I think the difference with Pep versus Arteta though is I, I mean Arteta's what this is year four for him he's been there for a while he's had you know some of the core guys for mm-hmm. a minute but with is Pep investment yeah yeah no 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 with Pep I, I feel like he plays players in certain matches just to see how they'll react against certain teams because he knows at the end of the day like most of the time city is going to get the dub whether it's 
Cole Palmer out there or he's throwing out a young guy, whether it's Rico Lewis. You know what I mean? Like Pep knows how to get the best out of his team, even when it's not his A squad. You know what I mean? He'll throw some B players out there with some C players. And then, uh, you know, the back line will be the whole A squad. So I feel like Pep tinkers with the squad just to see how certain players play against certain teams, just to see if I can use this player again when we're playing, you know, against a low block or when we have a team that's going to high press or when we have a team that's going to, I feel like Pep is doing that just to see if he can get certain things out of his players where Arteta right now is kind of tinkering with his team because he has to. I mean, like Gabriel said, Jurian Timber out. Tomiyasu, he had that red card. So his whole back line was already topsy-turvy from the jump. So he's doing the best he can with the players he can. And sometimes I guess he might overthink it. You know, he's thinking maybe if I have this back line and I have to have Partey here, and then this is who I have next to Declan Rice. Let me maybe throw Trossard because he works harder. Or I need this player out there because you know, that, that's the way I'm thinking of it. Maybe I'm I think he, overanalyzing. But. Because it reminded me of last week or the week before when Liverpool, uh, they had Yota up there. And I was just like, why are you guys out there playing? You got like four strikers on the bench. I was so it was such a point where I was just like, okay, you you're experimenting, you're doing that. But yeah, with no, this one, I'm like Trossard and Kets. You need just like a quick goal or two. That would have been an easy, such a I, I don't know. I feel like if unless he's holding him for the United game, which also makes sense, then maybe that's why. But that Trossard pick was was a yeah. I, yeah, I, I just. I just I don't I don't understand it, but at the same time, like I say, he's just this is the first time Arteta's really had a team to choose from. Like you're right, you're before right. Before it, before it was just choosing the lesser of two evils. If I'm being completely honest, yeah, like that's true. Dang, do I do I put yeah. a Colossian act today or do I put in Rob Holding? <laughs> Dude, bro, you know, like do I do I put in El Nenny today or do I put in you know, yeah, what's the guy who went to Madrid? Uh, Ceballos, you know, it's just it was one of those things. Now he got guys to choose from. Yeah, like look how bro, two years ago I was looking at Ceballos, El Nenny, you know, come on, bro. Like this is the one of the first times he's had you know a team to actually play like to mess with and kind of tinker with. So it's like okay, like I kind of I have to give him that grace as a manager too. Like that's okay. This is the first time you've actually had a team. Like the first time you actually have. I looked at our bench yesterday. Jesus Zinchenko. Reese Nelson and Ketia, Jorginho. I'm like, okay, these are guys who can come off the bench and potentially make an impact. You know, well, I mean, Fabio Vieira, like, these are guys. No, you literally called all those Yeah, Smith-Rowe, Gabrielle. Like, <laughs> yeah, our bench yeah. actually looks like a real official bench now. Like, dang, we actually are 15 yeah. players deep now. You know, like, we have mm-hmm. a, a mini squad, so. It's because of that right there where, I mean, just like Ten Hag, like, I understand that, you know, you spent big money on this guy, but like the difference between him and Pep for me, I feel like Pep's not going to play a, a player that is clearly out of form. This guy has not gelled into the team. He he's short on confidence. Like you're not doing a service to this mm-hmm. kid. Like Mason Mount being hurt, I, I I felt like that. Like yeah, he is hurt, but like I think it was an injury that easily he could have came back in two weeks. But they gave him four to six weeks just to be like, bro, when you come back, you just need to just. Clear your head. Yeah. Set. And I just yeah. feel like, like Gabriel, you just said it. Like, look at all those benches. And I just think it's very stubborn to play this guy that, like, he's I, not. I agree. He's not doing nothing. I I agree. But like I said, like I said before, and I'm not trying to just completely defend Kai Havertz and 
like the performances I just put up because I haven't thought that I thought they've been weak performances, if you ask me. Um, but like I said, Odegaard used to do some of those. I, I look at the old clips. Odegaard used to do some of these same things. I I I get mad out right now about Kai Havertz, and well, I'm not saying Ode, I'm not saying Kai Havertz is going to be Odegaard. I'm not saying he's going to be our captain. I'm not saying any of those things. But I am willing to give him the grace right now of like, listen, you. We I went through rough patches with certain players as well. Like, just it might take him a second to learn it. An adjustment period. I, do I want to give that adjustment period? Absolutely not, because I think he, he's good enough player to just be there. But like I said, if I have to give you that, sure. But you just just don't start for me. Like, you just can't be naive to just continue starting him. I think this week will be a big indicator for that. Like, if he's on, if he's on the starting eleven sheet for on Sunday. I'll be thoroughly upset. Predictions, man. I'll be so upset. I'll be like, why? I'll literally be like, why? Because it will be one of the dumbest decisions. Like, no, this guy obviously needs to go to the bench right now. I'll put Smith Rowe in there. He'll do a better job right now than Kai Havertz. 100%. Anybody on that bench right now is going to do a better job job than Kai Havertz right now. Um, So, so yeah, I I think, you know, this week, this upcoming week will be a big indicator of – of kind of our managers willing to make big decisions, which he I don't think he's really shied away from. I think he's, you know, kind of stood 10 toes down on whatever decision he wants to make and he feels he needs to make, which I respect. You know, he's going to go with his gut and what he feels is right as a manager. Um, and I'm going to trust him to, like, um, what do a man, what, what a manager is supposed to do in his job, and that's to put our team in the best position to win. And, I think he he needs to make some decisions this week to to do so. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. And um, again, it's only week three, and just to piggyback off what you said about giving Kai Havertz time, you you gotta take a look from his perspective as well. I mean, I know he had a lot of the summer to train and all that, but he's he's coming from a team where he had four different managers in the the span of one year where there was no stability. There was no real style of play here at Chelsea. So now he's learning a whole new system. Might just take him a second. Like he, the confidence thing that you talked about is big for, for any player. Like if a player has confidence, you'll see their best qualities. And right now he's coming from a place where he had a year where there was no confidence. I mean, we went what six weeks without scoring in the months of January or February and March. I think we, we scored once in March. So you have to like take a look from his perspective as well and kind of see he's it, it's gonna take, like you said, growing pains. It's gonna take him a second to to get into his own, but you gotta take the good with the bad. Um, but I agree, you know, everybody doesn't everybody needs to kind of sit down and regroup once they're not having the best form. But I think Arteta has has the smarts to kind of get him there. Um switching we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Switching, switching teams a little bit. We can go to we can go to Chelsea. Um, just talk about them a little bit. The biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from this week, it was funny because before the season started, there was um, one of these one of these Chelsea fan Twitter pages had tweeted something. It was a quote from Raheem Sterling saying that he was going to be Chelsea's leading scorer, and. If you know me, you know that I love Jose and my Jose Mourinho memes. And I quoted it with him taking off the headphones. Like, <laughs> because Raheem Sterling, I mean, we, Raheem Sterling and I are, I think, like six months apart. So I've literally seen him 
as a teenager, start for Liverpool, go to City, and now he's on my team. Like I, I've seen his whole trajectory. I've been a yeah. Sterling fan just because he was one of those teenagers, blacks teenagers starting in the English Premier League. I mean, I'm 17 at home watching him on TV, thinking like, dang, like this dude is my age really starting in the Premier League right now. I know it's kind of commonplace right now to see teenagers start, but like back in 2005, 2006, yeah. you're starting to see teenagers come into the Prem like Rooney, like Ronaldo, you know, like in the 2000s. And then it started to become a thing with Walcott, talk about those old players. But for me, Raheem Sterling has been a guy who I, I've literally seen from the beginning. And now 10 years in the Prem, it's it, it's kind of time for him to step up. For me, I feel like this is a team where he can lead just because he is literally the one of, you know, one of the oldest players on the squad. Um, I think like the average age on our team is 23 and a half, 24 years old. So this is a big, big year for Raheem in my, in my opinion. And to see him get two goals right off the bat in this match was huge. Um, both well-worked goals. And then to see, you know, Nico get his goal as well, open up the year. It, it, it's a culmination of the first three weeks for me because he he's been I don't want to I don't necessarily say our best player, but I think he's been our hardest working player over these first three weeks. Who's Nico? Nicholas Jackson, no, my guy. Nicholas Jackson. Jackson, Jackson, my guy. Yeah, but no, to 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 see him get his goal was great because he's been our hardest working player over the first three weeks. It's, I mean, I said this two weeks ago, but we have a striker. We like, we finally have a real striker. And it's crazy to see what could be possible um, with this Chelsea team once it gets, once it all clicks. I think it took us like 20, 30 minutes to get into the match. Even after Raheem's goals, it, it still seemed like we weren't really like in the match as much as I wanted us to be because. I said this a few weeks ago. I know I wasn't on last week, but I, the identity of Chelsea is starting to form a little bit. Defensively, we're shaping up a little bit more, which has been nice, besides that West Ham game, which was atrocious. But I'm starting to see what Poch wants to bring to Chelsea. And this this game didn't I, – I, like, I smiled just because we won by three goals – and I was saying it in the chat, like with these newly promoted teams, with these teams that finished bottom half of the table, as we did as well, this year we need to put our stamp and just dominate. And seeing us win by three goals, I still think we could have scored four or five. It was good to see that we're, we're starting to show our fangs a little bit because, I mean, look at what happened to Arsenal. They were up to one, up a man, and they still weren't able to put a team away. Look at what happened to Newcastle this week up a man, Liverpool was able to come back and not, you know, Newcastle wasn't able to put that team away at home. So being at home, you can't really take anything for granted, especially as, you know, as the Premier League. So seeing that Chelsea get our first win on the year, start, you know, this new campaign, it took us three weeks, but it's finally good to give our fans something to cheer about, get a win against the newly promoted side, and hopefully this can start some momentum and, and just continue throughout the season. Um, Mike, what were your big takeaways from this match? Um, I, I personally thought we could have done better. Um, like you said, I was happy we got the three points, three goals. We haven't seen Chelsea score a lot of goals. 
So, I mean, I, I love seeing it. Raheem Sterling, Nicholas Jackson, everything we've been waiting for, right? Um, I think the next two games we have coming up will kind of help build the confidence a little bit. Both games are at home. So before we see Arsenal, I think we should be in a, a good spot to be able to compete. But overall, I don't really have any complaints apart from the injuries, just looking for guys to come back. But I thought it was a good weekend for us. Uh, we needed this win. Um, all we can do is build. We have uh, Wimbledon coming up. It should be another easy win. Um, but I want to see everybody, you know, at their full potential. Like 3-0 to me was not enough. It should have been at least four or five. I said it last week on the pod. I need at least five. And I felt like we could have gotten five. So overall, I give it our performance a seven out of ten. Happy with Caicedo, uh, happy with Enzo. Um, Disasi is still questionable to me. I can't wait for Badio Shield to be back. Disasi is a little shaky for me, but I think he's still hanging in there. Um, so I, I like that. Um, apart from that, I don't know what's going on with Madueke. I would like to see him play. Um, Chilwell, too. His days are numbered because when Ian Matson came in, I mean, that guy just looks like he belongs there. And I think Joel should, you know, watch his back very closely. But overall, I like what we did this past week. Yeah, he'll be at Tottenham soon. Yeah. <laughs> you said Tottenham? Yeah, he's yeah, in And Joel? Yeah, well, yeah, Mike, is, Mike is right. Like, like some of these younger guys, like, they're going to come and take some of these guys' spots. Like, <clears throat> yeah, they're ready. Matson, I like. Who is the uh, Gusto? I think he, yeah, he was really good. Yeah. So like these guys like Ben Chil Ben Chilwell had a did you see the, the shot that he passed up? I, I yes. don't understand that. I, I don't understand. Yeah, I want to talk about that one. That looked like collusion. Uh, talking about that. Like you talking about on, on, on his on his left foot. On his left foot too. Yeah, I was like, where, where that man smack was, it. But yeah. I think like that's like that's that's a thing too. That missed goal was I think weird I was saying this before like when we started I was this game was this is exactly what Chelsea should be doing they should mm -hmm. be winning these games getting yeah. three three goals five four goals five goals and so for them to do that is a step up because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing as, as a top six club um but I think like that miss the way that miss happened and then even the couple other misses oh they still got they gotta work through yeah. you know mm -hmm. and I do think it's it did finally show itself what Chelsea is, is trying to, towards. Here's my thing. If you're looking for Sterling to step up and be that guy, if he does, it'll be the first time. And I mean, and I mean that not in like as in scoring. But it's it's time though. No, I feel you. And that's what I'm saying. No, like, it, it is time. It, it's, it's it is time. time. He, when he was on Liverpool, he was a young guy. He wasn't really expected to be. But that's man, what I'm but, saying. Think, but, think from but, that perspective. Know, but him and, you know, they, they, they had the young guys and, then he goes to City, and with that City team, it was a whole like we grow together, like we like yeah. we all are going to grow together. And he was the crux of that team for a very long time. And now, you know, last year is a wash. Like we could take all of last year for Chelsea, and just that year didn't count. We had four different managers. We were going through the first year of a new owner. There was, you know, from from start to finish, there we, we can go down the laundry list of everything that went wrong. Yeah. And so for me, when I see him. You know, preseason quote and saying I'm going to be the leading goal scorer for this club. When I see him 
stepping up week one, giving an assist. Now he comes back with two goals in week three. It's showing that he wants to lead. Like, obviously, he's not our our captain or anything like that, but it's showing that he's trying to take that step up and lead, and that's positive. Like, that, that yeah. that's positive for me to see. You want to see that. Uh, no, I mean, I would love to see that. I think, but that I'm just using your example with Kai Havertz. Think from his perspective in the sense that, like, every team he's been at, he's either been the youngest or he's been, uh, like, one of the, you know, stars. But one of the, the guys. One of yeah. the main guys, yeah. You're right. Yeah, but not, like, a, a leader, not the guys. And so, mm-hmm. step into that is, I think this is the time. I think you're right. This mm-hmm. is the time. Yeah, it's the it's, time. It's the club. But yes. I'm I worry because with Sterling is when you haven't ever done that and when you've never been forced in that type of position, it's not easy sometimes. You know what I mean? And so I hope he does it. That would be really cool. I, I love. I, I mean, I think, have to, I think all these guys that come from like all these guys that come from City. What do you? What do you? What are you getting? And, and that's my point. And that's my point. Uh, kind of yeah, like what Salam saying. Like, look. New last year we have four different managers. You can't really can't really do anything with that. But we got Poch over the summer. We got all these new guys in. I mean, again, our team is 22, 23, 24 year olds. For Sterling to come in having all the pedigree that he's had, this is the time for him to lead. I mean, if you look at the leaders on our team, it's Tiago Silva, it's Reese James, who's not really there. We have a new keeper, mm-hmm. so Kepa is no longer there. Who's Kepa was mm-hmm. again one mm-hmm. of the longest standing Chelsea players. So when you really look mm-hmm. at who's there to lead for Chelsea, it's, it's wide open, bro. It's it's mm-hmm. wide open for Sterling to step up and be like, Hey, I'm 28 years old, I'm in my prime, I have all these city years behind me where we've you know we've won everything mm-hmm. except the, the 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 Champions League, he's won. Mm-hmm. So it's like for him this is where he should take the next step in his career. Like it's time for him to be that guy. I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. saying he has to be the leader leader, but he should be definitely one of the leaders on our team. And I you think right. with these two goals, he's starting to show it. I mean, it, it's cool to see him link up with all these guys. Uh, there was a picture he's on a hype uh, man, bro. Yeah, it, it, it was Sterling a picture. A hype man. It, it was a picture on Twitter after, on, after Sterling, after Sterling scored his first goal where they said it was a, uh, Team Travis Scott's team Laflame with all the the, the black guys with braids and dreadlocks and whatnot. But it's cool, like even even that, like he's a rebel around that. Like there's a whole bunch of kids on the team that look like him. Black like, kids, you know what I mean? Is. Like it, it wasn't like that at City. It's a whole bunch of no, Phil Fodens no, 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 no. and Rodries and light skinned lads. But this is the time for him to, you know, like <laughs> step up for real. So it was cool to see. Like that was Jeremy Doku. The, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all got one now. <laughs> Everybody gets one. <laughs> hey, bro, leave me alone, yeah, bro. Yeah, company well, after company and them left. Yeah, that that kind of yeah, yeah. yeah Tory you know, company, <laughs> even Les Scott, man. Yeah, light skin. Yeah, they got the Euros coming up this year, man. He's trying to get his England spot back. Like, I think he's going to be fine. I think next year, if you're still demanding performances from him next year, though, you're in trouble. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. But, yeah, man, it was just good to see. Um, Kind of like Mike said, we move. It's good to finally see us take a step in the right direction. Um, And hopefully we can continue. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, uh, uh, Another historic Man United comeback, starting off uh, <laughs> comeback two nil down to Nottingham Forest in in a crazy fashion. It was nuts because I, I literally went to go, uh, like I didn't even see the start to the Arsenal game or the United game. I was like making food or like give someone to drink or something. 
I look at my phone, it's like <laughs> one nil, Nottingham Forest. Next alert. <laughs> Arsenal down one nil. I'm like, yo, yeah, bro. Can hey. I even can I make my tea? It was, <laughs> like, was a bad first half for all. Like, what, what y'all yeah. on, man? <laughs> oh, Nana sitting down looking like he was a race car driver. Why, he, why, he was break why, why he sitting down like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> But you know, all's well, all's well that ends well, and you guys were able to get them three points. So, go ahead, uh, take me through another you know roller coaster match that you had. No, I mean, I I think, um, I guess as a fan, I think that, and as a supporter, I think the most important thing is the three points. But I think if you're looking at that game, I think it's very concerning that, just like last week, I think this team has shown the ability that you know we can. You know, switch off and concede goals from from anything, um, and not only like and 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 I think the one thing that really saved us last year was that we had a great um, record at home after we got battered by uh, Brighton, um, the first game of the season. Like we were close to perfect um, at home, but I just think that again, like we're attacking the Stratford end in the first half. And it's just like, how do you guys concede that goal? You know, the first goal that we conceded, I, um, I was watching it with my dad and I said, this is the first time I've seen Marcus Rashford. Run. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, he, he ran the full length of the field. And I was like, he probably. And still whiffed. <laughs> and still, and then, hey, but Awiyoni showed, I'm African. You don't have to hit the weight room, but I, I did not know he was that quick. I didn't think he was that, and that strong though, too. Like That's that was crazy. the thing. Like, that, I was just like, no. Nah, but I mean, he had a good goal. I, I think the second goal again. It's just, it's a mistake that happens um, in the midfield, um, and then Delo has to, you know, you know, foul the guy uh, because if not, he's in, and then we concede off of that. I'm sick and tired of seeing Lissandro Martinez guarding, uh, defending the tallest guy uh, on set pieces. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, think don't, that, uh... I, I think that I think since Ole, I think we we defend in zones. We don't defend like man marking. I think we're we're one of the few teams that still do that. I think the other teams that do it are like these like the lower seated teams. But I just think, um, I think it, I think it's very concerning. Um, the way that that game went, still no patterns of play. We have a big game coming up this weekend. And I mean, like, you just don't know what to expect from these guys. And I just think that, um, I think that it's also a shame that we haven't got more players in, considering that the end of the transfer window, I believe, is this week. Um, it's Friday. You know what I'm saying? And we're, we're, we're living guys like Marcus Alonso and, and Cucurella. Like, what are we doing, man? And, and it's it's Cucurella. You know, 40, forty bands, forty bands. I just Cucu, think that it's um, no, no. I mean, they're trying to loan them. They're not. We're not. You know, we're not idiots. You know, but like, you know, we're trying to loan them. But I mean, <laughs> I I just think that it's you know this late in the transfer window. I think again, it just shows you know the mentality, the desire of where we are in in terms of wanting to compete with the best teams. I don't think that it's good enough, um, and you know. I think uh, this game against uh, Arsenal uh, coming up will serve as another big test for us. Rasmus Hoyland will be back. We'll start off on bench, and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully by that game uh, we have a signing. You know what I'm saying? But um, the three points is what's most important. But 
terrible performance from the team. Terrible. What, what, what would you, before Friday, what would you say that your biggest areas for, like, improvement are as far as if you were to pick somebody up? I mean, I, I think I think we definitely need a midfielder. I think someone like Amrabat would help. I think someone like Gravin Ventral would help. In an ideal world, we get both. I know that's not possible, but we need both, considering that we let go of Fred. Donnie Van, Van de Beek is dragging his feet. Um, and McTominay yeah. is still making cameos. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But I think we need two center mids. I think, let's be real, Veron coming off hurt. Lissandro isn't just, he's not playing well right now. Um, so, like, we do need a center back. Shout out to Lindelof. I thought Lindelof was great when he came on. A lot more settled than Varane. And he was the best center back that we've had all season. To be fair, well, I'm sorry, Varane has, but I mean, Lindelof played well. So I think a center back, two midfielders would help, and obviously an attacker. What does that attacker look like? I just need a attacker because, to be honest with you, I'm tired of seeing Anthony. I'm tired of just seeing just I, Rashford. I, I accepted he will be there on the left week in week out. It is what it is. Um, Martial, what are we doing, man? You know, what are we, what are we doing? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a quick question? You brought up uh, Rashford last week. Um, We talked about a little bit about him playing up top. This week he went back out to the left, got an assist in the PK. Thoughts on his performance? He was involved in every goal, Mike. Uh, every goal, even the the first goal for Sheffield. Uh, I'm sorry for. He, 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 Wrong United. He's he's a lot he's a lot more effective coming off the left, and I and I think that he's not a type of player that can play with his back towards goal. He doesn't have that ability, and I think he needs to have the field in front of him. He needs to see the space in front of him so that he can attack that space. Um, he's deadly in one v one situations. You saw what he was doing to Aurier, especially when Aurier got carded, yellow carded. So I think that it's very obvious um, that Marcus Rashford's best position is off the left. He doesn't have the intelligence or the movement or just, yeah, the movement. Like, you just he can't play as a nine, man, and that's okay. Like, you're a really good wide player. So stay out there, get out the way, and when we knock the ball up. We don't need him. He doesn't contribute in, like, I'm just speaking objectively here. You, you mm-hmm. look at some of the top wingers here. Right, like look at Rashford, like look at let's say Saka, for example. Saka's everywhere. Saka's involved in anything. When is Rashford involved? You guys tell me. When is he involved? <laughs> when it's on the left. Yeah, when it's on the at run. the very end. On the yeah, right. like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's not, you know. With him, again, his best position is off is, is off the is off the wing. He had to play centrally because we didn't have a striker. Uh, thank you for him because he's vocally came out and said, I don't want to play centrally. I'm a wide player. So um, thank you for taking one on the team and you know, mm-hmm. playing, playing centrally the last two games and shit in the bed. But I'm happy that he's out wide, man. That's where he needs to be. And uh, he needs to have a big season. I'm going to be on him. He got a big contract. Him and Bruno. So, like, <laughs> man, like these wow. are the these are the guys that need to step up. It's not playing no honeymoon anymore. It's been eight. You know, he's been eight years, bro. Eight years, Marcus Rashford. Wow, a long time. Who who gave him his start? Who was the coach that gave him his start? Was it Moyes? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll give him the start. And it's just kind of like, don't get me wrong. I think that, like, I think with Mourinho, like, there was a little bit of development there. Yeah. When Ole came, 
completely just trashed him. And I think that ultimately when we look back at his career, I think if there was another coach that came in that wasn't Ole, I think Rashford would have developed into a much yeah. better player. But And that's not on him. That's just the circumstance. But unfortunately, what came with Ole was the, like, now he just thinks that he's a man. And it's just, I don't know if you guys see it, but I see it. I watch it every week. Yeah. I've I watched football long enough. Um, and, like, that shit, bro, you got to earn that. And I just think that this, mm-hmm. this guy walks around like he's. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 I, I mean, mm-hmm. outside of football, he is, though. That that MBE, you know, like, outside of football, he is the man. And, like, well, that, you know, that bleeds into your game a little bit, I feel like. Nah, but it doesn't, man, because that shit doesn't translate when I need you. Mentally, <laughs> mentally, bro. I'm talking about yeah, mentally. I mean, I'm also, like, he was doing this all last year. I mean, have you seen him do this this year? <laughs> No, nah, I don't think so. He ain't, he ain't scoring like that. What was that? I'm, you had the trademark and everything last year. What happened? <laughs> Come on, man. I'll oh, say, God. I think with Rashford, man. He saw Klopp do it. <laughs> he saw Klopp do the. <laughs> I think with Rashford, man, he just like staying on, staying on the wing is going to help his confidence a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but I also think, to your point, he's for a while he was undroppable. Like, that was the best. Uh, attacker for a little bit for a couple of those years and i think that had like stuck yeah that's he's i think he needs a coach i remind him like hey you will get benched like don't think you can't get benched you know like my thing is is, like if you put mbappe out centrally like he'll still do a job still be you know yeah yeah vinicius vinicius is playing centrally now Uh job marcus rashford you put him and he just walks around and moat I, I've watched Wayne Rooney play. I've watched, you know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I, I hate to, you know, talk about him like that, but I think he can be a really good player, man. I just think that he thinks that he's made it. If this is the best that we get, then, well, could have been better in my opinion. Well, yeah. what, what are you guys doing for the uh, left-back situation against Arsenal? Correa. I guess. Cucurella, and uh, I guess we're gonna win the league with Cucurella. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just think the left back, I just think, like, I don't know if Malasia is not close to being back, then I think that I don't know, man. We need to, I think the low is fine at left back until Malasia gets back. I just don't think that we, there's other things that we have to prioritize before we prioritize the left back. Like, we've been crying out for a center mid for almost 12 years. Get us a center mid. What are you doing? Like, just like, oh, we need a left back. We need a keeper. Like, <laughs> mid, bro. Like, we did since, yeah. since Carrick, since Coles, who's been our midfielder? Nobody. Casemiro was the first person I've been like, okay, like, there's someone with a little bit of, you know what I'm saying? But no, nah, bro. Our bad deal fell through. Is he not coming anymore? Like, what's the deal? They're dragging their feet with that. I think the the problem is is that there's a lot of guys that don't want to leave because they're on big money. Yeah. Oh yeah, McGuire. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, like, I hate to drag this segment out, but it's just like, who's responsible for that? The ownership, Ole. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. Really, really has set our team back, man. Really set our club back those four years, but you know we're paying for it now. How would you resolve that McGuire situation? Because I mean, if the guy doesn't want to leave, what do you do? No, terminate it. Terminate it. Eat, you have to eat the loss. You know the difference between you guys? That's a dangerous game. 85 million. No, no, no. You can't just terminate contracts like that. That's a dangerous game. You can't. You You know why? You know the difference between Chelsea and United? The difference between 
I put Chelsea in there because Chelsea is ruthless. Like in terms of if you are not yeah. doing a job, then you have to go. Real Madrid, you have to go. It doesn't matter. You've seen Real Madrid boo these guys out the door. This, this guy, Gabriel, it's as if, as if this isn't real. This isn't Nemanja. This isn't, you know, this is a guy yeah. who never even should have gotten this position in the first place. It it's was not even Phil Jones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, for me, it's like we're not losing anything of it. We're not losing 85 million, though. We're not losing a quality player. We're not losing a leader in the locker room because he mopes around as well, too. We're not losing anything. If anything, I mean, those ter- getting rid of those weekly wages alone would open up so yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, we don't, don't have mean, to his worry weekly about was him. crazy. Who do you think is leaking information to the, 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 the fucking reporters? It's because of him. You think that's him? You think yeah, he's the inside source of United? Him. People close to the family? Hendo. Hendo, Maguire, all them, uh, all them, uh, Brandon Williams, the guys that have he said, been there. He said um, Maguire's in collusion with the son. That's crazy. That's, <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need a documentary on that one. But, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see what happens next week. You are uh, you, Cornelius. Are you good now? Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. I was just gonna say switch uh switch gears to the other side of Manchester there. They also oh, yeah. ended up getting the uh the two one win. honestly I, I don't want to call it a smashing grab, but after <laughs> after watching that game and seeing you guys not at your best, and then watching Sheffield equalize in the eighty fifth, I really was just like, Hold, 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 hold. Can these guys hold? And Rodri, man, just another, just just a great finish. Um, kind of like, kind of piggybacking what Gabriel was talking about, just how, you know, United went down. They were able to get the 3-2 win. Sheffield was able to equalize. You guys come back with the 2-1 win. That's got to, it, it's got to be refreshing, but it's also kind of like, do you, do you see the holes with your team now? With De Bruyne not there, do you think it's a De Bruyne thing? Do you think it was just one of those matches where your your head wasn't in it? But yeah. uh, like I don't know, take t- take us through it. Are you yeah? Do you have as much confidence with this city team as you've had with you know last year in the past? And I, I know we're only three weeks in, but yeah, your assessment been so far. No, I mean usually if you look back at most of our seasons, I feel like we've we've had a couple seasons where we started off strong, but there's been a couple seasons where we just kind of had these little weird like dragging our feet games and stuff um and it wasn't until you know we got people like diaz and um, what you call it uh, rodri uh, that really helped us to and gundon and all them and getting them going that really got us to the point where we could drag our feet a bit and then still figure something out at the end and i think that's just what comes with like being a you know being the best team in the, in, in the league that you're in, just figuring out how to get those type of dubs. Because Kyle Walker, listen, that, that I don't know what he was doing. He backheeled the Drop. little thing back for no Drop. reason. And it was just, he was just thinking, he was trying to be sweet. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm doing my little captain team. Let me do, let me show out real quick. And I'm like, nah, bro. Like, you don't got to do that. But the thing is, the way he showed out in that next uh, set of play, he bounced back. Crazy. That's he took it upon himself. He was like, nah, that's on me. Like, I gotta get that's, this one. That's why I'm back in the world. That and that's the thing, is like 
and people and people won't like not a lot of people really recognize that he has grown so much in his time in the city because when he came from Spurs, they, those mistakes were there, but this is the first mistake I've seen from him like that since this FA Cup game in a minute. Yeah, he he ironed those out his game. And I think like when uh the real big like for me what it showed, okay, we're we we I think we're gonna be pretty good this this season is as soon as Foden came on, it was the game switched. And so we we haven't we have an answer in the sense of play him central. Let that let that man cook. He is what's it called? That ball that went in, the person that brought it down and set it up for that uh what's it called, Rodri shot, unintentional touch to bring it down was nice. And that and I don't know, ain't a lot of English uh players with that type of touch in my opinion. So I was just like, Oh, okay. And every time I'm always surprised by that. So one one Jared uh, Bowen would like to say, Did you see my goal this weekend? <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Big Jared. Big Jared. Big But my Talk thing is me. though, it's just like with, with City though. Yeah. I when it when we had conceded that goal, I just kept thinking to myself, okay, time to take it to take it to second gear and just do that. Um and that just for me, that line period after gone, that's the city that still is just being kind of is sleeping right now, relaxing right now. In my opinion, we're just we're trying to. I mean, we literally played a Super Cup, a Community Shield Super Cup, and then we got into the league. There's a lot of tired legs. Uh, I won't lie right now. So I think we're gonna drag our feet on some of these games when Pep's away. Uh, and the fact that we won when Pep was away was huge because I think that's uh, for the players is the confidence they need to keep you know the next game until Pep comes back. Um, just getting that first dub out the way. So it was a good game. Um, didn't need to go down, but I mean, I didn't need to concede, but it was off a, a random mistake that happens. Uh, so, but the fact that we made up for it in like five minutes, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 y'all good. Yeah, I, I had a sneaky feeling that game was not over. I just had a sneaky feeling that you guys were going to score. And then you the thing is, like, I also want to give a shout out because you just reminded me to so United got a player from from Chelsea, Arsenal got a player from Chelsea, City got a player from Chelsea, and I'm mm. telling you right now, Kovacic mm. is a dog. Kovacic Solid, is a bro. dog. He's consistent, and this is this is my this is the part that I think separates our the way we do our lately since we've been like in the past five windows, consistently smart we've been with our transfers is that we could have i'm pretty sure just in any way you know united could have got kovacic arsenal could have got mm-hmm. kovacic, anybody could have got him so we got him for what i don't even know less than 40 or something like that yeah it was like 35 like, mil. Yeah. yeah and it's just because he's croatian it's just because he's not like you know got a fancy name around him don't got all this stuff but he's yeah. a dog he's consistent he's chelsea's he was chelsea's best midfielder my only complaint about Kovacic was his end product. Yeah. Apart yeah, from that, he doesn't score, dude. He doesn't score. He had one score. goal, one goal also. That was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, every yeah. year he's good for Listen, one. Listen, he's good for, he's one. Good for yeah. one, but he don't yeah. score like that. But that's fine score, but... if he does everything else. See, like Kai Havertz needs to learn from Kovacic in a sense. Listen, man. All right, if you're not going to score, show yeah. up in the midfield. Show up Carry and the control ball. this place. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, that's that was such a smart transfer because every week I'm like, I get it why we got him. 
uh, instead of Mason or Kai or the other midfielders available. But yeah, man, he's a he's player. a consummate professional. You know, he yeah. came from Madrid, then went to Chelsea. Now he's on um now he's on City. City. He's very great at just advancing the ball. He he can yeah. take the ball from anywhere in the midfield, and he's finding the next best player to pass to. He's not going to mm-hmm. do anything fancy, nothing yeah. glamorous, but he just gets the job done. He's perfect person to have on your squad. So when I saw that he was going to City, I was just like, damn, they got another one. Yeah. Like they got another mm-hmm. midfielder that can just do everything and not really you have to worry about him doing his job in the midfield. So, yeah. yeah. Or being all up in the media, making all this noise. I'm just like, bro, just go to work. Go to work. It's like, that's what I need you to do. Consummate (laughs) professional, man, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. uh, We either do start, sub, sell, or should we do our predictions real quick? What do y'all think? Let's get into predictions first and then with start, sub, sell. You know what we want to hear, Salam. You know what we want to hear, man. Game of the weekend, bro. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. If you guys want to, you know, start there. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be close and personal for that. Yeah. Sunday, 1130. Yeah, let me me know. United Arsenal. Hold on. (laughs) I mean, yeah. It's going to be spicy. Listen, Salam, G, talk about it. No, I think everybody got something to prove. Gabriel is obviously waiting for me to go first, so I will go first if that's what he wants. I think, um, you know, this is like Yasser said, this is just the game in September. That's <laughs> what so he said last year when we beat them the first game. No, nah, but I mean, real shit. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, the last time we went to Arsenal, um, we went to the Emirates, we lost. Um, the heartbreaking the way that we lost to. Um, if you were to tell me last year that Lissandro Martinez would score a header at the Emirates, I would have told you you were a liar. But that's what <laughs> happened. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I think that it's going to be a tough game. Um, especially, I think that we have a better chance of winning because Mason Mount is not in the team. Um, hopefully, Kai Havertz plays um, because that will increase. Uh, max. Um, no, absolutely. I hope Gabriel doesn't start. I hope Partey's still there. I don't know Zinchenko coming on because I, I'm not really afraid of the group battles anymore. So <laughs> I mean, I think that I think that it'll be That's a tough game, but I think that we'll get a point. Um, the one thing about United, man, is that they'll we'll concede. I know that we'll concede. How we'll concede, or or when that goal will be conceded is up to up to the football gods. But I think that we'll get a point. Um, Rasmus Hoyland, I think, will make an impact off the bench, and I think him or Rashford will get one. So, yeah, I think I, I think we'll at the Emirates. Three one Arsenal. Um, that's it. GRG. Three one Arsenal, bro. Don't push it. <laughs> no GRG. Yeah, three one Arsenal, bro. I'm just saying, I'm I'm 100 on GRGs um, so far this season. I called it last week. We won. Bro, 3-1 Arsenal. That's it, bro. Okay, tell me your sc- scores then. Tell me your scores. You want to keep it 3-1 Arsenal. Who, who scores, Gabriel? Who scores? I don't, I don't have no goals. I just Soccer's getting one. Three own goals. Soccer will definitely, will definitely yeah. score. Outside of that, I don't know who's scoring. If Eddie plays, if Eddie plays, Eddie's getting one. Yeah. I, I can see Eddie bullying Lindelof. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm... I, it's... 
I'm expecting it to be, be a high scoring match because yeah, with, with the state of United's defense, it's just it's it's going there's gonna be a lot of high scoring games. Get, get your popcorn traffic. ready for get your popcorn ready for Zajenko versus Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Get your popcorn. All right, so it's all hype. Yeah, we're hearing it. What's your but, uh, yeah, so Saturday, Chelsea, we see uh, Nottingham Forest. This is another yeah. home match. Hopefully, we can, mm-hmm. you know, just keep it going. Another repeat of last week. Mm-hmm. I can see two, two nil. I would say yeah. two nil. Let's hopefully get a clean sheet this week. Another clean sheet. Nice. Just keep it going. Okay. Yeah. Two nil sounds like a good score. You win the Carabao Cup, right? Yeah. We play on Wednesday. We play uh, Wimbledon. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. That'll be that, good. Game. That's our home too. Right. We need at least four or five goals. Four. You know, five. we we gotta get the guys going. So games like these, we have to take advantage of. No, you're right. Yeah. Our biggest issue last year was scoring, so it, it would be nice to see five goals this. Yeah. This wins like five goals at least between these two games this week. That's what right. I would like to see. Morning, that's yeah. a lot. Of- I mean, three against, wins. what is AFC yeah. Wimbledon like the fourth tier of English football? Like, <laughs> yeah. nah, it should be they should be smacking, Chelsea you know what I mean? Like, like, should, yeah. like, let's go ahead and get everybody their kickstart to the year, exactly. Yeah, so city, city, uh, we're going to go up against Fulham. I don't even remember the last time that we <laughs> lost to him, I don't remember the last time we drew against him. So, yeah. I'm saying we're gonna hit him with a probably. <laughs> I'm saying 3-0. 3-0. I'm seeing um Jeremy Doku so getting a, a sub. <laughs> I say this. I'm sorry, but like Jeremy Doku going, he's coming off the bench. Uh I could see him getting an assist. Uh, he's gonna be electric, man. He's gonna be electric. Uh, we haven't since we've lost Sterling and Sane, uh, I guess Sterling most recently. We haven't had a, a pacey winger that can take do one on ones like that. And Grealish is has a whole nother job. So um I'm like, yeah, it's it's I miss I miss the I just miss the sauce. That's all I do. I just I just miss the game having that. I need Bowden starting, that's for sure. Okay. All right, all right. Cool, man. Well yeah, man, what's what's that star sub sale? Yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah. I actually thought about this a few weeks ago when we were talking about it in the group. Um, but we were talking about left wingers um, slash just left-sided attackers. And I just started to think about, you know, some of the best ones ever. And yeah. I think all three of these guys that I'm about to say in their respective eras, and I'm about to give you dates of like when, when they were, but I think all three of these guys had a case for being the best player in the world um, at that current moment. One of these guys happened to play with Messi, but if you took him out of the equation, I still think that he would have been a nominee. So, <clears throat> start sub cell. 2002, Thierry Henry. 2008, Cristiano Ronaldo. And 2015, Neymar. Oh. <clears throat> who, are, who are you? Start subbing. Subbing. <laughs> I, this is hard. I'll go first, but this is hard for me. Yeah, yeah, I got mine. I'm gonna start. 
Cristiano. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm going to bench Thierry Henry, and I unfortunately have to cut Neymar. Start Henry, start Henry, bench Ronaldo, cut Neymar. That's more. I would say, oh man, for me, start Henry. Uh, I would say sub uh, 2015 Neymar. 2015 Neymar, specifically. Like that is that's a PSG remontada game. That I think he had like yeah he had like twenty had almost like thirty something goals. He was number three in the ball in Dior. That's that's a that's what I'll say. I'll sub him and I'm man selling two thousand eight Ronaldo's crazy. Two thousand eight Ronaldo won the Ballon d'Or. Exactly. That's so wild. So wild. That's true. That's true. That's bro. This might be the hardest one. I'm starting it's, it's, Ronaldo, subbing Henry, selling Neymar. Yeah, I just I think I think I think Neymar is the for me is the one that's like damn. Gotta go. He's gotta go. Yeah, Cornelius, who's yours? I'm not. I, I'm it. I'm gonna sub TT because that like I remember 2002 Thierry Henry like he made me fall in love with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I gotta I got I gotta start Henry. <sighs> I'm subbing Navar and then I'm gonna sell Ronaldo as well. Cause I feel like why do you get to have two Ronaldo is crazy work? Yeah. Listen, but you it's you crazy. gotta get the most money just... for that. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah, no, be I mean, eating good. Yeah, I'm selling them to Madrid for <laughs> for 110. Boy, <laughs> we getting 150 today. Yeah, like you're benching Neymar and then you're you're starting on your benching Neymar. You're cutting Ronaldo. Actually, that's man. crazy. Yeah, that's just crazy. because Actually, you, you already said it. It's on wax. No, you already yeah. said it. It's on wax. Uh, I was because I just remember Neymar was the most, the highest, like biggest transfer record. So I'm like, that actually don't even make sense. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Okay. Selling sale Neymar makes sense. That was a good one. Definitely gonna put that up in, in a poll and see what what people think about that, but. I think that that was a good one. That was a proper left wing. Uh, no, that was a great one. That was a great one. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, appreciate everyone for tuning in. And as always, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And good luck to you in your future endeavors.